Bill, um, I got a question for you. What the fuck are we doing at the top of Bear Mountain? And, uh, what the fuck is the hang glider for? Well, Chris, we've been talking about covering a cruise ship case, and I sure as shit don't have the money to buy us tickets, so I had to find an alternative method to get us there. A fucking hang glider? <laughs> Just hear me out. We're killing two birds with one stone. We're going to be able to do the episode on a cruise ship. And we're also going to be able to practice safe social distancing, okay? With this whole coronavirus going on, we want to stay safe. What about dropping out of the sky? Chris, that's neither here nor there, pal. Relax, relax. I don't care for your tone. You're being very aggressive. Now here, put this hang glider on. Jesus. All right, pal. I think uh, I read in the manual over here that you have to get a running start. So uh, why don't you step back about five feet and... uh, Go for it. So I just step back here, yep. and then, uh, now and then, uh, well, wait, 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 I'm not ready yet, oh, shit! Oh, oh, there you go! There you go, pal! Look at us, Chris, we're flying where eagles dare not dream. How do you feel? I feel like I'm gonna drop out of the fucking sky and... We're almost there, pal, we're circling down, and do you see that? That's the cruise ship we're looking for. That little speck in the water? Yep, follow me, pal. Down this way. I can't hold on, man. Chris! Ah, oh, he almost made it. Well, let's hope that Chris is okay. Cue the music. to episode number 11 of the Between the Cracks podcast. I'm your host, Bill, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Chris. Now, Chris, do you notice a little something different about me tonight? Yeah, you're a little creepier than you were last. Oh, no. No, not at all. Uh, My wife had a talk with me and said that I was cursing a bit too much in last episode, so I'm trying something a little bit different tonight. Well, fuck you. (laughs) But there's just some things you can't change, Chris. And I happen to be one of them. So with that said... Alright everybody! Welcome to episode number 11 of the Between the Cracks podcast. I'm your host Bill and with me as always is my co-host Chris. Chris, I need to know how you're doing tonight because tonight we have a mysterious case that there's no way I'm going to be able to crack by myself so I need you on board. Now that's a hint. So I'm going to ask, how are you? Hello, everybody. I'm well, terrific. Mind telling me what kind of fucking accent that was? <laughs> oh, I'm going to leave it up to the listeners to decide. <laughs> are you losing your goddamn mind like I am with this whole shit? Uh, I mean, mentally we're not doing well, but physically we're fine. Business is slow, as you can imagine, so uh, we're just trying to find ways to fill the time. And keep everyone safe, because that's what it's all about. Isn't it, Chris? That is what it's all about. And go figure. Everyone knows that uh, spring coming early this year. Mm. Uh, I think it arrived on the 19th, or was it the 18th this year? Um, Well, you guessed it. Mere days after spring arrives, it snowed. Yes. (laughs) Chris finally got his wish. Chris. But it did rain following Uh, after the snow. Oh, well... 
but Chris, you, you got to feel somewhat good, somewhat positive. You got your wish, and you were home today to uh, witness it and enjoy it. Did you happen to go into the backyard and make snow angels? No, because we got about a half inch of it. <laughs> uh, basically, if you, if you uh, even set foot on the snow, it melted instantly. So. Oh, God. Yeah, it's uh, now, now the backyard. Now there goes us going outside into the backyard tomorrow because it's just fucking slush pit. <laughs> yeah, right. Now it officially ruined everything. Uh, yeah. But thank God we have social media right now. So, I mean, I'm on Facebook <laughs> posting every fucking two seconds. So I got that going on. You know, we're spitting out an episode every two days of this thing. So, uh, yeah, for whoever is listening. Yeah, I mean, so things could be worse. I actually fucking exercise for the first time since the, the shutdown has begun. God, this virus is causing us to do all crazy things. Oh, my God. I, I think I'm up four pounds already. I've been fucking eating tons of, like, Entenmann's. I bought crumb cake. Those fucking crumb. Oh, that's my favorite. Oh, dude, those crumb donuts. What, those Entenmann crumb cake oh. are the best. The crumb cakes, the, the, the fucking crumb donuts, the chocolate-covered donuts. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, jiggling, I'm jiggling my fucking fat as I sit here. <laughs> this is terrible. The Spartan Ultra was officially canceled and will be rescheduled at a later date. So there goes all my fucking training down the drain. Yeah, so hopefully later in the year I'll get a chance to run it. The world is just very bizarre right now, but not, and I repeat, not. As bizarre as the case we have for you tonight. I've always been interested in cruise ship disappearances. Just because the nature of it is so eerie. And there's just such a lack of information once someone goes missing. Because it's just so easy to say that someone jumped overboard or committed suicide. And, you know, I know that there's CCTV cameras on board. But there's often a lot of areas that you can go while on a ship where there aren't cameras it always ends up being uh he said she said kind of deal you know where the facts get skewed and in addition to that the cruise lines always like to keep these kind of crimes quote-unquote under lock and key because if they announce every bad situation that happens people are going to be less likely to cruise and then that cuts into their bottom line and that's the nature of the business where money means more than people yeah, and, and not to mention that in the middle of the night, if something happens and the ship doesn't know anything about it, by the time this brought to light, I mean, you're in the middle of the ocean, this thing's moving whatever speed, you're not finding that body ever. No, man, I mean, that that's the thing. Like, oftentimes you'll read about cases where someone has gone overboard and then they're not reported missing for a day. At that point, even if you're talking three hours, four hours, yeah. how far down the line that ship has moved unless they're seen by another cruise ship or, or, or another vessel that's passing by in, in a matter of you know minutes they're either going to drown freeze to death if, if the water's fucking cold or worst case scenario eaten by a goddamn shark oh god imagine if you fell out of the boat and pitch black you can't see anything and you're just bobbing in the water and you just Feel things running past your oh, dude, that that's my that's my biggest fucking fear. When we were researching this case, I found a case from 2018 where some kid fell off. I, I say kid, he was in his 20s, fell off a cruise ship into the ocean, and nobody had realized it. And the cruise took off. At this point, they were about four hours away by the time that they had even noticed it. This was at night, so at seven o'clock the next morning 
Through the grace of God, this kid was spotted by a passing cruise ship. He screamed out while he was still floating in the Caribbean by a passing Disney cruise ship. Wow. Some guy just happened to be up early in the morning. He was on his balcony and heard this kid scream. So then he alerted the uh, proper authorities on the ship, and they, they dropped a lifeboat in there, and they were able to save the kid. And one of the guys heard the, the they call it like a mob, like man overboard announcement, and he was able to capture the whole thing on his uh, camera. On on his phone, oh shit! It's fucking insane. But you're you're right. Imagine just being in there, in the dark by yourself. It's one of the most terrifying things that I can think of. So that's why we decided to do a show on cruise ship disappearances, and we were going to do a, a couple of different cases. But we found one that really took us by surprise that neither of us had heard of before. This story goes a lot deeper than uh, what is on the surface. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the mysterious disappearance of Tammy Grogan. In 2006, Tammy, who was a 35-year-old single mother, went on a cruise with the rest of her family. Now, remember these names. It's, this is all going to come into play. With her was her mother, Bonnie, her aunt, Deb, and her 14-year-old son, Jimmy. Right, So it seemed like a nice family trip, and by all accounts, they seemed like a nice, normal family. But there was something going on behind the scenes, and for quite some time leading up to the cruise, that left Tammy feeling a little uneasy about leaving for the cruise. Am I right, Chris? You are correct. So let's go back a little ways here prior to this planned cruise to Mexico. As Bill had mentioned, Tammy is a single mother. Her son, who is 14 years old, they were living in an apartment, and somewhat recently, a family member of hers who had been out of touch for a while basically reforms a relationship with Tammy. We should mention that that is the Aunt Deb that went on a cruise that we mentioned earlier. Correct. Strange things somewhat kind of lead up to this point. So Deb... Her aunt was on the phone constantly, and one day Tammy asked her, you know, who are you talking to all the time? And she said, oh, you know, I'm talking to uh, this kid I, I babysit for named Craig, who's 25 years old. I guess who she had babysitted for. Let's hope at 25 he still doesn't need a babysitter. <laughs> so first of all, you think to yourself, all right, well, it makes sense maybe if they had a call or not, but if, if she's constantly talking to a 25 year old who she used to babysit right off the bat i'd be like that's a little strange you're an older woman whoa 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 easy what are you getting at chris i'm just saying it's a little strange age difference there I don't care for your ageism attitude okay pal we have what appears to be a classic may december romance have you no heart Well, excuse me for being a little uh, suspicious well, of this we, activity. In, in, in all seriousness, we don't know if there was a relationship going on, but we can kind of assume by what happens down the road that not everything is on the up and up. Right. So that would be fine, I suppose. But Tammy one day says, why don't you have him come over? And I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird, but all right. So she does, and Craig, coming over, apparently instantly connected with her son, Jimmy, and... Which is fucking weird, because one's 25, and uh, little Jimmy was 14. 14, right. You know, whatever. You know, say he could look, basically, you know, as an older brother type of figure or whatever, you know, just another person to hang out with, 
the weird thing is that Craig, as a 25-year-old, had an exorbitant amount of money. He claims that this money comes from several corporations that he works with, which he does not name ever. Yeah, that they can't... They can't he can't name it. Yeah. Yes, that he can't mention them. All right, so that's suspicious as fuck. It sounds bullshit. It's insinuating that it's either drugs you know, or some bullshit like that. But we come to find out that his father was very well off, right? So he comes from a very well off family. So it could have been a trust fund or it could have been money that was just given to him regularly by his father. You know, so we don't know. There was never a definitive answer as to where all this money came from. So maybe it's just Craig. Maybe he's being a little self-conscious about where he's getting the money. If it is coming from his father, he doesn't want to say, oh, it's all from my dad. And he's just making up the corporation story. Or like Bill mentioned, maybe it is drug related and he's just got a very shady business going on, which is giving him all this money. With this money, he's he's kind of flashing it, right? So he's he's always getting them a limo, taking them out all the time. On top of that, Craig is buying Jimmy watches. He's building up a watch collection for Jimmy. Jimmy's fucking 14 years old. What does he need a watch collection for? So the weird thing is, though, is their relationship is pretty close, a little too close. In fact, the family starts to notice how close it is. They would come home and see Craig and Jimmy hugging, but like kind of like nuzzling up against each other. And they use the is... word, they use the word nuzzling, which is weird because right. you know, it's, you, I, I, you automatically, at least I automatically think of like, like when I come home to my dog and you know, it's like kind of like <laughs> rubbing up against your dress, rub up against your right. face. Right. Like, like the fucking cat, like nudging your face yeah, like, like, on your lap. Like this fucking guy, Craig is slithering around Jimmy's uh, legs or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Just to go back for a second. So this aunt Deb was out of Tammy's life for quite some time. She comes back out of nowhere. Okay. So now they start spending all this time together. Aunt Deb's on the phone constantly with this young guy, Craig. Tammy gets inquisitive, says, uh, for some reason, do you want to invite him over? Because apparently Deb's on the phone with him constantly. And he comes over and then connects immediately with this kid, Jimmy, right, who is Tammy's son. So this guy comes and infiltrates this family rather quickly. He already had a relationship with Deb, whether it was sexual in nature or not, we don't know. But she was his babysitter for many years prior, and they had stayed in touch. Now... He comes to... I'm sorry, wait. That's weird either way. He's 25 years old. How long ago could it have possibly been that Deb babysit him? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so it had to be decades prior. And you're still this close of a relationship with them? And it's they're not even, like, close in age where... No. Ah. Like, like maybe she would be, like, an older sister to him or something. It's it's basically, like, a, a mother or a, possibly even a, a grandmother. Well, you know? she, or she's in her 50s, so yeah, that's... Ugh. That's like an old mom. What would you have to talk about every day? You know, like that's a fucking, that's a bizarre relationship in itself. Mm, I have an an idea what they were talking about. We don't know if Tammy invites Craig to start coming over. You know, that could just be something that's being said now after her disappearance. Maybe he just started to come around to see Deb and he's just constantly coming around and she's bringing him over nonstop. Or maybe he had known Jimmy from somewhere else prior or they had a prior connection that Tammy didn't know about. But regardless... He begins coming around, and like Chris said, starts showering everybody with gifts immediately. So if somebody comes around me and starts giving me gifts immediately, red flags all the way. Get the fuck away from oh, yeah. me. I, I don't. There's something 
that you want from me, and then I'm going to end up owing you something, and it's not going to happen. Think how bizarre this is. Limousines, watches, money, you know, giving them money, taking them out to dinner. This is a 25-year-old kid, so you're not suspicious as to where this money is coming from. Now, that's not to say that she wouldn't have suspicions in the future, but she kind of allowed it to go on for quite some time. I think the family was suspicious of the things, you know, that was going on, but not enough to really do anything about it so like they just kind of dismissed it they they didn't they didn't inquire further they kind of just let it happen they're like ah you know whatever i'm gonna get these well, free this free uh, that allow me to interject for one second chris if i walked in and someone was nuzzling my 14 year old <laughs> son the anger and rage that would pour out of me <laughs> would dismember this sick fuck limb from limb get the fuck out of my house Throw, right, throw him right out the window. Fucking creep. The nuzzling gets a little too creepy, I think, for the family. Now Tammy's actually like, this This is not going to fly anymore. You know, I want. I don't want you to be around the house anymore. This whole thing between you and Jimmy is, it's not right. Normally after a blowout like that, you think there'd, there'd be disconnection and, you know, the parties would split ways. I wonder if they like the money and the gifts coming in, so they just held off on saying anything for a little bit longer than they should have. After this apparent blowout craig offers to buy tickets for the family to go on a cruise you can maybe make a case all right this kid has a a decent little business going doesn't have a family so he can shower us with gifts but now you're talking a cruise for like we said there were four of them when tammy tammy's mother jimmy and deb the aunt so that's four people that this 25 year old kid is paying for to go on a cruise so I mean, we've got to be talking upwards six, seven, eight thousand dollars, right? And the weird thing is, he does not buy a ticket for himself. It's just for them, and he stays away. And this is kind of like a, a peace offering, right? Right. That's a bit strange. And and even though Bonnie, who's the mother of Tammy, says that something didn't feel right yet they still go she wasn't about to turn down a free cruise apparently tammy was very psyched to go on this cruise and get away for a while and probably a a trip that she might not be able to have made you know on her own i i get that but there's also the part of me that says if you don't like this guy and you see what he's doing to your child tell him to shove this fucking cruise up his ass oh absolutely money like that at that point like if you're if you're gonna be bought over by something like that you know, that just shows, you know, what, what kind of person you are, really, because... Yeah, man, it just doesn't add up. Despite that, that really odd feeling that the mother has, and I'm assuming must other people must have thought this was kind of awkward, it still goes on, and they go through with the trip. Back to what, Bill, you were saying before, they had flown from Ohio to Miami, which is where they were docked, the, the cruise ship, uh, the Carnival Imagination was docked. They set sail, if you will... For Mexico. And also prior to that, though, I believe that Tammy was saying that Jimmy was acting a little odd, you know, like a little standoffish. Maybe he wasn't being his normal self and and he kind of wanted to be around this guy, Craig. Right. So it wasn't just like he was kind of being harassed. It seemed as if there was a mutual desire. Which sound? I mean, and I don't mean that sounds fucking weird with a fourteen-year-old kid, but it's. I don't think that he was crying out for help to Tammy. So it seems that you know Jimmy 
like you said, he wasn't fighting it. It's almost as if he succumbed to Craig's kind of wooing and 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 gaining his you know his his trust and uh, and building a relationship with Jimmy to the point where now he probably wants to still see Craig. And now that his mother is saying no, he's probably being a little vengeful. You got to think about it from a fourteen-year-old's perspective too. It's like you got this guy who's older. You probably think he's cool. He's giving you all this shit. He has a thing. He has all this money. He's flaunting this. This kid Jimmy could be thinking, "Oh, I want to be like him when I grow up." We don't know. You know, there's no definitive answer as to what is really going on here. But that's where we stand leading up to this cruise. And as Chris had mentioned. They're down in Miami. The cruise takes off. Everything seems well and good. You have Deb the aunt. You have Tammy. You have Tammy's mom, Bonnie. And we might mention that Bonnie and Deb are sisters, right? And then we have Jimmy. They check in. So they have two rooms. This trip was initially guised as a trip because Deb had lost over 100 pounds. So Craig wanted to give her a gift for her accomplishment. So she had the bigger room with a balcony okay and then the room for tammy and jimmy did not have a balcony the interesting thing here and keep this in mind deb offers to switch rooms with jimmy and tammy in order to give them the room with the balcony that's going to come into play later but anyway they check in everything seems fine they're having a great time jimmy decides he wants to go for a walk check out the deck and whatnot and uh, he goes for a little stroll and comes back with some interesting news. Am I right, Chris? <laughs> yes, you are, Bill. And the interesting news is that, shocking coincidence, Craig's sister Rebecca and her ex-boyfriend Robbie are also aboard the, the cruise ship. And the next door over, I might add. Oh, what are the chances? If this is not setting off a massive a f- shooting a flare in the fucking air for you, I don't know what is, right? Because you're already having problems with this guy, Craig. Now, all of a sudden, he, he gives you this crazy gift of going on a cruise. Lo and behold, you come to find out that his sister and her ex-boyfriend are on the same cruise. But not only that, in a room right next to yours. To me, that sounds like this is a setup, and he wants to keep an eye on this family. As evidence from a bunch of pictures that were taken at the time, they were having a hell of a time drinking nonstop. Even uh, old Bonnie was getting lit every night, so they're they're oh. they're having they're having fun. So, like we said, now they're the group of four has now turned into a group of six, and they're in the room. They're taking a bunch of pictures. Everything seems fun. They're having a great time. And whatever reservations that Tammy may have been having towards Craig, she obviously did not carry those out towards Craig's sister, Rebecca, because she is, at least judging by these pictures, having a hell of a time with her. On the fourth day of the cruise, they dock in Mexico. Am I right, Chris? Oh, you are correct. In Playa del Carmen. And they're having a hell of a time on the beach there, too. They were apparently partying all night. According to the story, Bonnie, Tammy's mom, ends up drinking too much and basically blacking out. Or so we think. Because later on it's revealed that the drug Rohypnol was found in Bonnie's drink. So somebody drugged this 
little old lady. So that leaves us with, obviously not Tammy, because she goes missing, which we're going to get into. So that leaves Deb, Bonnie's sister, Rebecca, Craig's sister, and Rebecca's ex-boyfriend, who she's on the cruise with, and little Jimmy. So that leaves us with four suspects as to who drugged Granny. So now Bonnie's out of the picture, okay? Bonnie's laid out for the night. Apparently they're still partying, and they later on come to say that Tammy says, I'm going to go out and get a man tonight. You know, who knows if that really happens? She has no way of defending herself. But they say that she leaves, and that is the last time they ever see her. But the bizarre thing here is they don't report her missing for 32 hours. Now, imagine you're on a cruise with your sister or your mom, your daughter, and they're missing for a day and a half. You're not going to look for them, report them missing, nothing? That's suspicious as fuck. On a cruise ship, no less. Because that just does not make sense. If, if you have any kind of conscience or any kind of soul or love for this person, you're going to be worried sick. You know, it's just like, oh, you know, she must have hooked up with some guy and she's gone for a day and a half. You know, we're, we're on a cruise ship. We're not in fucking Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? They, they could have simply just gone to somebody, make an announcement. Can we see if we can locate her? But they don't do any of this. So, and that is just valuable time that's lost. That's a day and a half that's fucking lost. And that's huge, especially if the cruise ship's moving. Oh my God, man. Forget it. That is a ton of time. I mean, you think about, you wait an hour, two hours. Like like we said in that, the, the, the story that I told before with that cruise, they didn't know that the kid was missing for four hours. And basically, he's gone. You don't have much time to spare. The cruise ship now, they want to keep this hush hush. So. They're saying, you know, we're not going to make any announcements yet. We want to look into us, in, into this ourselves. So their crew begins basically searching all over the ship for her, and they cannot find her at all. And then they interviewed two night guards, and their story was odd because they had initially said they thought they heard a splash, but they didn't know where it came from. And then when they were asked again... They claimed that they could have been mistaken. Let me call bullshit on that, too, because if you've ever been on a cruise, I've been on a couple. If you're up on a deck or you're on a balcony, all you hear is the sound of the ship going against the water, right? So you hear that that water brushing off the boat. You're not going to hear a a 130-pound woman dropping into the ocean from one section of the ship that you're not even next to get the fuck out of here yeah the, the ship's huge too. And, then, and then the story changes right so they said that right. initially and then they changed their story that they didn't hear anything yeah so i i don't know i, I don't think the, sh- the crew is involved in any of this no you know, I, I don't think so either. i think i think basically i don't know whatever they were told by the cruise ship to say and maybe they got a little nervous when they were asked again so then they told the truth and said no we didn't actually hear anything i don't know what the hell but regardless, the crew's useless. They're, they're, they weren't able to shed light on any and, of this. And, and more often than not, the crew is often told to shut the fuck up by the cruise lines. Because like we said before, the cruise lines are just money hungry. You know, they want your money. They don't want bad press. And in maritime law, at this time, 
they weren't required to release any disappearances or crimes that happened aboard their ship because they were out of the jurisdiction of uh, of any country that requires that. Yeah, once you get into the waters, the rules change. What scares people is the, the, the nature of the disappearance, because there's only one place you're fucking going, and that's overboard. Yeah. Unless you get lost or kidnapped on an island, uh, if you disappear on a cruise ship, you're overboard. And that, like we said, the, the fear of being in that ocean by yourself at night alone is enough to fucking drive anybody mad. There's a lot of questions, I guess, here. Um, if the grandmother had rohypnol in her drink did they a did they do that just to get her out of the way i mean it's just, just so terrible to, to drug an old lady like that come on or or they did they give it to tammy too well we find the rohypnol in bonnie's drink it's later found out that craig was supplying his sister rebecca with it to help her sleep or so he says so then that leads us to find out that rebecca was the one who had it on board with her but how did it get into Bonnie's glass. So somebody obviously tried to drug her. So was it Rebecca? Was it Rebecca's boyfriend that's with her? Was it Deb? Or was it her son, Jimmy? And they're partying in the room, right? Yeah, they're partying. There's pictures of them. They're partying in the room, doing shots so, off each other. And it's crazy so shit. So there's, there's no pinning this on anybody but who was in the room in the that room. night. Exa- absolutely. And we know it's not Tammy because Tammy's fucking going to be gone shortly after this. So there's four suspects. I know that they can't pin it on anybody without real, you know, concrete evidence. But there is no doubt in my mind that this was done by one of four people. There's just no oh, there's absolutely. Just no way it wasn't. A- absolutely. So they notified the ship and then the FBI was then called in to investigate and they wouldn't allow anybody to leave the ship. Right. So they're investigating this. At least they're doing their due diligence, but they couldn't find any evidence as to her whereabouts. Like we said, the only place that you can go if you're missing on a cruise ship, unless you got kidnapped on an island, the only place you're going is into the ocean. It kind of makes sense because the only person that we know that wasn't involved in this was laid out already. And now the person that went missing, she must have been drugged herself because they said she was in pretty bad shape in order to get a body off of a balcony. You're probably going to need some help because I don't think Rebecca could do it by herself. I don't think Jimmy can do it by herself. Maybe the boyfriend would be able to. Yeah, and if she's drugged, you know, she's probably, who knows what she can even do at that point. You know, like but in you terms know, of... Yeah, but what, what are you going to do anyway? So if you're thrown in there right. and nobody like, reports it and nobody yeah. sees it, you're as good as dead. The only other far, and this is far-fetched because everything points to these these four people is that let's just say they were docked in Mexico. Like they're on the ship, but let's just say they were docked in Mexico. Right. Would be that if she got off the ship in her drunkenness or whatever. And I mean, God, we all know the state of Mexico. There's plenty of places in Mexico where you're just, you could just go disappearing. But, um, this is pretty clear cut. I think I, first of all, I don't think that she would have left the ship at all. And if the ship was was moving, obviously that takes that right out. But cruise ships in general, man, they're their own little city, you know. And you wonder what kind of background checks are done on the employees. You don't know who's coming in and out. Like we said, there are upwards of four or five thousand people on some of these fucking cruises. The law of averages is going to tell you that you're going to have some fucked up people. Hopefully, they're not the ones that are traveling with you. Like in this case. Because the biggest fucking 
red flag that we have to go on is that they waited 32 hours to say something. That's just not going to happen in a normal situation. That's just not going to happen, and no one can convince me otherwise. The crazy thing is... If you're Bonnie, if you're already suspicious of the situation, now you're really nervous. From what it looks like, it's like everyone against you at this point. I don't know what time she woke up, but she finally comes to, and I'm, she's probably the one that reported her daughter missing after all this time. But remember, she was drugged up and laid out for a very long time. So she probably just got wind of this, and they could have coaxed her for a couple hours, like, oh, she went out, this and that, not to worry about it. FBI enters the ship, like we said. They do their investigation. Then the family flies home. So Deb, Bonnie, and Jimmy fly home. Okay, so at this point, they separate from Rebecca and Rebecca's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, right? So they're now out of the picture. Now, Bonnie says, and this is very interesting and, and, and telling to some degree, is that Jimmy showed absolutely no emotion at all. He wasn't crying. He wasn't acting suspicious either she said like he was just very nonchalant about it and then at some point she said that he was even laughing on the flight home right yeah because and this is his mother jimmy is sitting with deb on the plane and bonnie says not only did she see them look like they were laughing and joking around i mean right after you just found out your niece and your mother just died or could be dead and is missing most likely dead and but not only that she says she saw that she was letting jimmy like grope her oh like god touching her and her like breasts or whatever i mean fucking on that right there right away you gotta be like and there's shit is there's something something is not right and imagine this poor woman bonnie sitting there watching this you know like and there's also a, a picture on the cruise ship a lot of people say it's very telling too it has jimmy holding hands with deb his aunt you know like it's just a bizarre thing for a 14 year old to be kind of like holding hands with his aunt you know in, in a weird way right yeah. especially since she's was missing for a while all, all the years all, all those years back, she got back yeah. in contact they finally land back in ohio they go back to tammy's apartment because that's where jimmy lived with his mom get back and they find out that there was a break-in but the only items missing were a computer that craig had gifted to tammy and i believe a bracelet that he gave to her so the little asshole went back in there while they were on the cruise so tell me who you think went in there he buys them a cruise comes back and two items that he gave them are missing from their house this is so clear-cut it's not even funny it's like knowing who did it but not having but there's just not enough evidence to charge them and it's so frustrating so bonnie is now probably going out of her mind but jimmy is totally fine yeah he's to, jimmy is totally fine deb's totally fine craig's totally fine everybody right when they further investigate all of them not a single one of them wants any comment on the matter except for bonnie bonnie's the only one that comments she's the only one that that will actually be interviewed now what the fuck is that the detectives had said if you have nothing to hide let us help you you know let's let's get this solved i mean if it was my mother that went missing i would be all over those detectives helping them and let's get this shit fucking figured out they did say i believe that Jimmy, Rebecca, and the boyfriend did agree to take a lie detector test, and but the tests came back inconclusive. There's just too many inaccuracies with lie detector tests anyway that they 
I don't even believe they're admissible in court. Aside from Deb, Deb refused to take one. Take that as you will. So Jimmy, who's still 14, goes to live with his grandfather. And the grandfather, by all accounts, said Jimmy was a great kid. He excelled in school, had no problems with it. He was a smart kid. And he had a desire to join the military. So his grandfather gave special permission for him to sign up early at 17 years old. At this point, we don't know if he's still in contact with them or his Aunt Deb. We don't know. So Jimmy joins the army. And lo and behold, Grandpa gets a notification that old Jimmy went AWOL. And the grandfather never hears from him again. And mind you, the grandfather took care of him for all these years after the mother passed away. The grandfather just says that he does not know where he is or where he went. You can only assume that he was dishonorably discharged from the army. And the army released a statement saying that Jimmy is no longer in the army. That is the last news the grandfather ever got him. And sadly enough, the grandfather had passed away without ever knowing what became of Jimmy. So he, and I believe it was over a decade that he hasn't spoken to him or anybody else on that side of the family. But the story doesn't end there. A few years ago, there was a news group out of Toledo that did an investigative report on this topic. And they did some digging and found out that Jimmy was living in Texas. The list of people that resided in this house as well were Craig and Rebecca. Hmm. So they were obviously still in contact through all of these years. You could find this on YouTube too. When they went to the house, the news reporter saw, and you could catch this on camera, that they were obviously being watched from the upstairs window. And I believe it was Craig's mother that answered the door and said she didn't want to answer any questions and asked them to get off the property. So that was that. They never speak or hear from them again. So then the same news agency finds Deb, and Deb is now living in in Colorado. They get her to talk just a little bit before she abruptly ends the conversation. They ask her about her sister and she goes, I'm put that behind me. You know, like, oh, yeah, uh, okay, this is, your, this is your fucking sister, but okay. But they do ask her, are you still in touch with Jimmy? And she answers, of course. So these people are still connected and they must be pretty good at keeping their secrets because as of right now, we still don't have any answers and it's still a cold case and the Lucas County detectives are still investigating this matter to this day. Let's think about this, man. What do you think? We could try to break this down. We know that Rebecca has access to Rohypnol. So we know Rohypnol was used at the very least in Bonnie's drink, probably Tammy's as well. And we have no way of finding out because the body of Tammy has never been found. The assumption here is that Robbie, who's, by the way, is Rebecca's ex-boyfriend, going on a cruise with your ex-boyfriend. Interesting. Was he brought there basically as help? Yeah, to toss just, a body. Just, just to help, right. Right, have some extra muscle to, to help throw her overboard. Because if you look at um, Jimmy, Jimmy's not throwing shit. Oh my god, he's a little he's a little twig. Jimmy's fourteen. He does not seem and the, the least bit, you know, upset or emotional about his mother's death. So we're under the impression that he wanted what these others wanted was to get her out of the picture. And was Deb the mastermind behind it all? Because now we remember that Deb gave up her balcony room 
and Deb was very close to Craig. So Craig has everyone on his team here. He's got Deb, Rebecca, Robbie, and Jimmy all on his side. And the only one that stands in the way is Bonnie. So with Bonnie drugged, that leaves Tammy completely vulnerable. It's just so clear cut to me. I know we can't we can't be like absolutely they did it because we don't have proof. Well, that's exactly what the police said is that they are so close, but they just don't have that extra piece to you're going to need a confession. To to yeah, confession. they don't have that extra piece of evidence to move forward. And I mean, in a roundabout way, you know who they think is involved. And the police are still asking for your help, so the way we can help is by still keeping this case out there. And hopefully, if uh, we have any listeners, which we do have some in Ohio, I might add, if you know of anything or you have any information, you can contact them at the Lucas County Cold Case Unit at 419-213-4700. Once again, that is the Lucas County Cold Case Unit at 419-213-4700. I mean, we're just a small shit podcast and doubt we're helping anybody, but maybe somebody out there hears this, looks up this case, and they remember the face. Maybe they, they know something that can help. But that's it. That is the case of Tammy Grogan. All right, Chris, so before we leave, let me uh, do my... Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't mean to uh, cut you off, Bill, but... What's going on here, I got a little question for you. Oh, no. I know we don't normally... uh, wouldn't normally do it in a case like this, but how much money... Oh, no, no, (laughs) no, not tonight. You know where I'm going. You're on a cruise ship. You are heading to Bermuda. Okay. I don't know why I said it in an accent, but that was a great head. <laughs> that was a great accent, but and I have gone on a cruise to Bermuda. <laughs> you are halfway there, so you're in the middle of the Atlantique. Okay. I don't like the sound of this already. <laughs> middle of the night. You know what? We're gonna do one fifteen a.m. You are thrown overboard. You must float in the middle of the Atlantic in the middle of the night for one hour. How much money? One hour. Do I have a life vest? You do not have a life vest. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, that actually, is, you know what? That's a little fucked up. You have a life vest. <laughs> but I mean, that is honestly my biggest fear. I, I, I can't. Because <laughs> basically, you could actually die. So. <laughs> well, I could die anyway with a little vest on and fucking sharks. Sharks. Uh, are my, no, that's the. Full... I mean, I, I could stay afloat. If there was no threat of sharks, I. Well, that I can't guarantee, I, I, bud. If there was no threat of sharks. <laughs> I would, I think I could survive the hour, but with the sharks, because I'm fucking terrified of sharks. Ah, oh, God, fuck! I, I'd rather get the garter belt up of off of fucking uh, La Pascualita's ass. <laughs> God, I I would need. Oh my God, it, 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 it's chilling it's just creepy. To, just to think about. I I, yeah. I can't do it. No, no amount no amount of money is worth that. I think that's a good answer. <laughs> what about you? Would you do it? I'm putting 3.5 million on the table for you right now. One hour. Ugh. I can't you know take what? it, dude. I would fucking, I, I would sink right to the fucking bottom, life vest or not, if if I got touched by a shark. Yeah, and like not <laughs> even like eaten, but you know the thing brushes up against you. Oh God, and you can't see shit. Oh no, I can't do it. I don't care. I, I don't care if you offer me 20 million dollars. I'm not doing it. Fuck that. No way. 50 million. 
All right. Well, I'm in. I'm in. 50 million, I could do it. All right. Well, 50 million it is, and we'll just try to survive that if we can. Now, before we go, it's that time again. Let me do get into my fucking robotic spiel. If you want to get in touch with us, and if you have any kind of fucking bizarre cruise ship story, or any kind of fucking weird story for that matter, that you would like us to cover, you can reach us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at the Between the Cracks podcast, or you can find us on Instagram at the Between the Cracks podcast. Any which one of those ways you can fucking find us. Chris, I think we have a better chance of somebody offering us the actual $50 million than somebody running us <laughs> an email. But that is all for us this week. We will probably be back. Uh, <laughs> God, later this week? I don't fucking know. I mean, uh, it, it looks like they're uh, pushing schools back further. The kids are supposed to go back in April. But uh, it's looking like that's not going to happen. So I'll fuck Well, we know the year could be over I'll be here looking for fucking pennies under my couch, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here and pumping out the episodes. So until next week, we bid you a fond farewell. Bye-bye. Oh, God. All right. You are going to be dying with the amount of editing. That's oh, this is, this is, this is going to take me weeks. Bye.